right, welcome to the Youth Sports Safety Update. This is Jim Mackey, your host today, and I'm with Dr. Jennifer Maynard, uh, sports medicine physician with Mayo Sports Medicine and Family Medicine here in Jacksonville, Florida. Dr. Maynard is also a member of the Florida High School Athletic Association, SMAC, or Sports Medicine Advisory Committee. So welcome, Dr. Maynard. Thank you. All right. Well, tell us a little bit about the purpose of what we call the SMAC and uh, what's its purpose in regards to sports safety here in the state of Florida. Sure. So the um, FHSAA Sports Med Advisory Committee is a group of um, sports medicine specialists in different fields of healthcare. So we have um, uh, multiple physicians, um, both MDs and DOs. We have um, a chiropractor, we have a podiatrist, we even have a dentist on board. We have mental health specialists, and of course, uh, the very important athletic trainers that make up this committee. Um, and we gather at least three times a year, sometimes more, um, both in person at their headquarters in Gainesville and sometimes virtually um, to discuss any important aspects of uh, sports health and safety for our youth athletes. Um, and we help make uh, recommendations um, on sports safety for various conditions, including uh, COVID um, during the peak COVID times, um, as well as looking at different policies on concussion, heat illness, and sudden cardiac arrest prevention. All right. It's been a very busy year for the uh, SMAC committee. And one of those things that you have worked on uh, extensively is to really update and um, the what's called the EL2 or the pre-participation examination form. So we've got three forms to talk about, but let's talk about that EL2 form. What's that for? Maybe there's some changes and why parents, physicians need to be aware of these changes. Sure. So first of all, um, just so everyone has access to these, um, they're readily available on the FHSAA website. Um, if you click at the top, the parents tab, and then the downloadable forms, all three of these brand new updated forms are on there. So those are the ones we should be using from March 2023 going forward. Um, now that you have access to them, let's look at the EL2 that is the pre-participation physical form. This one's going to look very different from years past. Um, the format now follows closely to the fifth edition PPE monograph, which is the national standard recognized by six national medical boards um, and endorsed by those boards as well. Um, it again, has a, a different looking format to it. Um, it puts the mental health questions up first and foremost, which I think is a wonderful change. Ask four questions instead of the standard one question. Um, and uh, the other change is that it, it has a, some focus on the importance of cardiac health screening, um, where it stresses the importance of the ability for the athlete to request an ECG, um, in addition to, of course, the um, history and physical questions regarding uh, cardiac health. Um, one of the other big changes um, that was made was the menstrual health questions were removed. Um, I personally um, did not vote for this change. I think the menstrual health questions are a, a very important factor um, to ask our female athletes in order to make sure that they are properly fueling and are not at risk for other um, injuries like stress fractures um, and uh, potentially decreased performance um, and eating disorders. So um, those questions, I still think even though they're not on the form there itself, um, they are still important to ask um, is a discussion between the female athlete and her personal um, primary care physician. So that being said, um, they've also made a change to what gets turned into the school. 
Um, so previously, the entire packet was turned into the school and the athletic trainer had that information at their fingertips to review any certain um, health uh, concerns that may lead them at risk for catastrophic injury on the field. Um, because of some concern about privacy, of course, we do take personal health information at the utmost concern, and we want to make sure that these um, any health information is kept under lock and key in a very secure environment. So to help that uh, factor, our FHSA SMAC came up with a different final page that is the only required page to be turned in. And this form um, has the, the clearance, um, but then it also has a box underneath that says uh, important shared health information um, or emergency shared emergency health information, I believe is how it's phrased. Um, and there's a box under there that says, nope, everything's good. And they can tick that that says there's nothing important, no, no concerns for the athlete and they're cleared fully. And then there's also some tick boxes underneath that stress the most important um, factors that may lead to uh, risk or, or catastrophic injury on field, um, a tick box for allergies, for asthma, for any cardiac history, heat illness, concussion, diabetes, um, orthopedic injuries, surgeries, and sickle cell. I think I got them all. Um, <laughs> and so they're those, all on that page four of the form, and the page four is the one that definitely needs to be returned back to the school. Correct, so. correct. And I encourage all the athletic trainers to really take a close look at that page. If any of those tick boxes are marked as a possible history in that athlete, I would definitely encourage the athletic trainer to ask those questions. And feel free to contact the parent uh, and let them know that I'm concerned about your child's health. Just want to make sure I have all the proper information on file should any situation ever occur. Exactly. So, exactly. So physicians may and parents may find this amount of paperwork tedious or overwhelming, but ultimately it's a process of protecting the child for their safety and encouragement uh, to a physician or a parent. Yeah, for the physician, it's just education. It's a brand new form, so it's going to look a little different. Um, and encourage the physician to make sure they they take a look at that final page because that is the only information that will be transmitted to the school. Um, they can keep the rest of the physical on file um, at their uh, office if they would like, or the parent can hold on to that information um, at home. But it's really not any different as far as um, what's required of the parent, the athlete, and the doctor. It's just simply a different form that we need to educate um, to get the important information across. Okay. And briefly, the EL3 form talks about heat illness um, and sudden cardiac arrest. Anyway, just being prepared for those types of things. And you want to expand on that a little bit? Sure. The EL3 um, is not just a paper to sign. It actually is an important educational factor that um, is for kind of consent and liability purposes. Um, but the the really important key is the education. So it educates educates on um, head, heart, and heat. So the concussion for the head injury talks about the risk of head injury in certain collision sports, as well as the importance of the return to play and following the proper protocol. Um, the heart, of course, is the importance of the cardiac screening, um, in addition to the history and physical questions, but the ability for the athlete to request an ECG um, and a potentially screen for uh, abnormal arrhythmias that could lead to catastrophic sudden cardiac arrest. Um, and then he of course, the importance of uh, recognizing heat illness um, that could potent potentially progress to heat stroke um, that could be de definitely life-threatening and the importance of cold water immersion as soon as um, any of that is recognized. Okay. So concussions are still a problem. And should your child incur a concussion, uh, you'll see the AT18 form, uh, which is 
a form designed to uh, increase the good communication from the time of the examination through the safe return to play. So I'll let you address that a little bit too. Sure. So the AT-18 has, I'd call this more of the minor updates. Um, if you look at the top of the AT-18 form, make sure it says revised 323. So as of March 2023, this is the one we should be using. Um, the the factor there is, of course, uh, what stayed the same is that for the physician to sign off on a return to play after the athlete has, has become symptom-free, there's the top box that makes sure that they are symptom-free. They're back to school full-time because these are our student athletes. They are students first and foremost. Um, that any uh, neurologic testing is back to normal, including if they did any neurocognitive computerized testing. Um, they're off any medications um, that may have been provided for concussion treatment um, and that they're basically back at their baseline. Once they are, um, the physician can sign off on um, a begin to return to play protocol. So that's page one of the form. Um, and then what can happen at that point is they supervised graded return to play protocol and um, stepwise process is must be supervised by a um, physician, uh, I'm sorry, by a physical therapist, athletic trainer, or other healthcare provider. Um, this is important um, as we don't want necessarily parents um, or coaches to supervise. In, in the, the best case scenario, we have an athletic trainer at the school that knows the athlete very well and can take them through the um, important stepwise progression to return to play. Um, each step has to take 24 hours and be done at a symptom-free manner. Um, and sometimes it takes a little bit longer to get through the process for some of the more complex concussions. Um, and that's where you can work in tandem with your um, physician uh, who, who's treating the athlete to make sure that, that they go through it in a symptom, I'm sorry, a symptom-free manner. Um, and then the change on that form um, is that it's now stated in writing that that form can be transmitted electronically as discussed with the treating physician. Um, because if the athlete does complete the return to play process um, in a stepwise fashion, 24 hours each, so five days to go through it, and they don't have any issues, the athlete may not have to get evaluated again by the physician if that physician has a good relationship with the athletic trainer. Um, so that allows it to be transmitted electronically in a more collaborative manner. Um, and then that page two is, is signed off by the treating physician and still in the state of Florida, it is still only a physician, an MD or DO that can sign that form. Okay. So this is a, the return to play process is a process that needs to be supervised by the healthcare professional, uh, the physical therapist, the certified athletic trainer, physician, MD, DO, MD, DO are the only two that can sign off. And so it's a it's a medical clearance, so it needs to be done by medical professionals in that. So uh, these are all great changes that have needed to be made, and so we are um, we're seeing that safety is really uh, continuing to be in the forefront. We had concussions, and we've had heat illnesses. Now we have sudden cardiac arrest. Now we have emergency action plans, and that and those are all questions that need to be. Uh, asked by parents uh, when you're dropping your child off to a sports program, do you have these things in place, uh, whether it's a travel team, whether it's a, a public school, private school program, what measures do you have in place? It's just like going to the bank. What measures do you have to keep my money safe? What you go to uh, the, the pool, is there a lifeguard here? Are they trained in that? So we can go on and on about that. But what uh, what are some of the messages that you'd like to share with parents and coaches and athletes in regard to their safe participation in sport? Um, I think that the most important message is um, 
our our job out there as sports healthcare providers, either physicians, athletic trainers, um, or coaches out there, really we we just have the utmost safety of the athlete um, at at the top of our our list of important um, goals, and so. A lot of this sounds like mundane paperwork, and yes, we do have to check those boxes, but the boxes are there for a reason. There's the the safety checks and balances to make sure we're not missing any important information. So, um, you know, just be patient as we kind of live and, and get used to our new forms um, here, but they are really the purposes to just make sure we have the all the important information um, to the right people and keeping it nice and safe. Um, and, you know, I think just education, so that EL3 form, make sure it's actually read um, and not just signed off without reading. The, the education is robust, but it's very, very important, and we're always available to answer questions if needed. Right. And parents and administrators uh, or athletic trainers should take advantage of parent meetings, uh, preseason meetings to discuss these things so that the proper forms are filled out, the proper safety measures are explained and put into practice in that. So we'll put the, the links to these forms in our show notes and more information about Dr. Maynard in there as well. Now, uh, lastly, you're serving as the chair of the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program Board. So what would you like to share uh, with our sports and active community. Uh, good safety message as we close out here today. Yes, thank you. Another hat I get to wear as chair of JSMP, but I'm happy She's to She's a great so. mom too. All right. <laughs> thank you. I'm happy to do so. Um, so with JSMP, it's, it's that's an organization that I've been involved with since I moved to Jacksonville 12, 15 years ago now. So, um, and, and I'm very passionate about it. And Bob and Jim have kept me very active. Um, and it is an incredible organization um, to be a part of because we get the benefit of all of our work also with FHSAA and bringing those um, health and safety protocols to Jacksonville. And um, I don't think Jim mentioned it, but Florida is the number one um, state for um, health and safety uh, protocols as ranked by the Corey Stringer Institute. So we're very, very proud of that. Um, and I couldn't be proud of our athletic trainers as well. Through Project 17, we now have um, 17 full-time athletic trainers employed at all of the Duval County high schools. Um, and they're doing an amazing job. Um, and I've gotten to know a lot of them, especially at my couple schools that I helped to cover. Um, and they're just doing amazing things. Um, and so a plug for our upcoming um, Northeast Florida Sports Safety Gala. I know I'm not giving the full title, but it's coming up um, May 17th, I believe. Um, and we hope to have a lot of uh, attendees there to just celebrate um, the amazing work that we've done um, in in the Northeast Florida High School um, athletic training programs and overall sports safety program. So i um, very proud of that work. Very good. Thank you for your leadership and a uh, very shout out to uh, Jerry Stevens, the supervisor of athletic training uh, for the athletic trainers in Duval County and Tammy Talley, uh, director of athletics for the county, uh, the school, Duval County School Board, uh, one of the uh, sustaining partners, uh, just everybody working together, Mayo, Nemours, Wolfson, uh, Brooks, uh, hope I don't leave anybody else, Baptist. the uh, Baptist Health. Uh, the Duval County Medical Society. So just a lot of groups pulling together and we invite those other healthcare organizations out there to join us as we uh, seek to make uh, Northeast Florida, Florida and the whole country uh, safer for our kids, safer for sports and uh, good 
um, situation. So thank you again, uh, Dr. Maynard. We appreciate you being here today on the Youth yeah. Sports Safety Update. Uh, please check out our website at jaxsmp.com. Uh, we will have more information in our show notes, and uh, we look forward to uh, uh, you joining us again on the Youth Sports Safety Update. Again, this is Jim Mackey, your host and producer today. Thank you very much, and please stay safe uh, by getting a certified athletic trainer, having an AED present on site within one to three minutes access, have a good emergency action plan, be ready for uh, heat illness in our Florida hot sun, which is coming soon with cold water immersion tubs and plan in place because we remember uh, a failure to plan is a plan to fail. So uh, be calm because that's creates calmness. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye.